Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. gentlemen welcome back to another episode of my two cents podcast this is episode 16 which is entitled are you dumb stupid or dumb huh i use that sound bite but the title of today's episode is don't be stupid but before i go into my topics of today let me list out the national foods for this week today april 4th cordon blue day and also international carrot day april 5th caramel day and national raisin and spice bar day April 6th, Caramel Popcorn Day and Carbonara Day, and also New Beer's Eve Day, which is weird to me. April 7th, Coffee Cake Day and National Beer Day. April 8th, Empanada Day. April 9th, Chinese Almond Cookie Day. And April 10th, Cinnamon Croissant Day. Now, before I get into my topics, I want to give a quick uh, prayers to DMX. He is in... A vegetative state right now as I am recording this um please just give your prayers to him he's been dealing with a lot of uh pro- I'm not gonna say problem but a lot he's he hasn't dealt with a whole lot of drug related issues and he's been dealing with this for a long time he looked clean he looks stable whenever he had his little versus battle with Snoop Dogg over the summer um, but just send a quick prayer to DMX. We don't need to lose another person um, of notoriety that has been positive. And it looks like he's been on the positive train for a minute now. So we don't need to lose DMX right now. So with that being said, please just give prayers to DMX right now. Now to the topics for Don't Be Stupid. My topics are talking about Sharon Osbourne versus CBS, Jen Shaw being accused of fraud, and Little Nas X with the Nike whole debacle situation. And before I get into those topics, this is the last like little thing. I'm not going to talk about the George Floyd trial until it's all said and done. That whole whenever that whole judgment thing comes out, my episode for that week will be dedicated directly to that one thing because I have a whole idea of what this trial will do and what the trial has done to everybody in America, how, how we look at police officers, how police officers might look at other police officers. This whole trial right here has big implications for how I believe police officers will deem be looked at by civilians as one looked at by each other will police officers be able to hold each other accountable later down the line but as i said i'm not going to go into complete details until after the whole george floyd uh case has been settled and done but i do want to say this i do like that the black man that was up there and uh derek chauvin's attorney tried to grill him and i say try to paint him off as being a angry guy, but the guy never felt fell for it. He was able to maintain his composure. He was able to question it and say, did you hear that on the video? 
He's not going to directly say, yes, at this, yes, at that. He didn't do all that. He played right. He played the game right. He knew how to answer it right. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, just search it up. It was floating all over social media this week. Congratulations to him for doing the right thing and knowing how to play the system instead of the whole media coverage and everybody else turning him into an angry black man. Even though he said it at the end, you can't paint me off to be an angry person when I'm not. So that's what I want to give that little congratulatory uh, thing to him. Now, only to the topics. Let me start off with Sharon Osbourne versus CBS. Sharon Osbourne is leaving the talk. And reportedly now she's seeking out a big payment after exiting CBS. Now, according to page six, Sharon will walk away with a minimum of five million to ten million from a former employer. Oh boy, that's a lot of money just to say that you were speaking up for your friend Pierce Morgan. Just to say that you were speaking up for your friend and you're going to walk away from a show, you get $5 million to $10 million. I guarantee you anybody will take that deal. That is an easy deal. Okay, here's the deal. You're off, your boss walks, tell, brings you into his office, says um, you what you said was not in line with what we believe, and we're going to pay you out to leave. Hmm. That's, that's funny. I don't, I'm, I never worked a day in like corporate life. So let me make this perfectly clear when I say this. I've heard of severance packages, but I've never heard of like a big severance package like this. I know Matt Lauer got a big severance package whenever he got uh, relieved of his duty from the Today Show from NBC. But that was after him being a creepy dude. That was, how. let me sidebar this. Matt Lauer, how does anybody in that office, in that whole structure, be okay with him allegedly having a button underneath his desk that locks the door? Where do they do that at? I'm not, I'm not, I can't understand it. How do you, as a big corporation, allow that to happen. Now, you might say, well, Joe, Matt Lauer was a big star. He was had, he was making us a lot of money behind the scenes with people who don't know. Yeah, cool. Let me explain this to you. You got to have integrity at the end of the day. Whenever you go to sleep and lie down, you got to have integrity. Yes, having money makes life way more easier than being broke or struggling to make money. Having money makes your life way more easier. I think everybody on this planet can easily say it makes your life way more easier. The people that say, well, Joe, money doesn't make your life easier are the people that either A, won the big lottery and seen their folks come out the woodwork or people that claim that they were their folks come out the woodwork trying to just grab up any money that they can or either B, have been raised up around money. And having to experience what we all hear about people that were raised around money saying, hey, yo, uh, my parents wasn't around. I was going here and there with my parents, but they were always on their phone or they were always out. I always had to be stuck around with the nanny. But you guys that never had money, or at least the money that I grew up with, uh, had your parents around. You had this and that. I wish I could have had that. Those are the only people that are going to tell you that having money doesn't make your life easier. Those are the only two selective 
groups that will say that. Now, getting back to my point with Sharon Osbourne here, her is being reported for her leaving with either five to ten million. That's that's a lot just for that. I'm I don't see how you guys can just say okay, yo, we're gonna give her that money because she it, well, no, no, her views did not align with the company. Now I'm not sure how a big brand will like CBS or anything says, yo, we're going to not pay her that or such. Matter of fact, yeah, there's been shows that people got fired from that. You know what? She, that we've seen companies fire people and they don't get no, uh, money at least announced to the public page six is a business well entertainment but big business style type article and they cover the big celebrities either they're getting money or what type of deal they've signed or such and such and much it's always about money in page six sharon osborne was rallying around her friend pierce morgan we all know the situation i've covered it on a past episode. But my feeling towards this is that CBS is nuts for paying Sharon Osbourne that much money. Now, do I think that she, there is a that Sharon has a suit, a lawsuit that she could file? I don't believe so. She about a week after she had well, the talk was going on hiatus, she had an interview with Kevin uh, Frazier from ET, and I watched that interview, and she talked about how some uh, workers that would like feed her questions because apparently on these big old talk shows you have people that will tell you, okay, we're going to talk about this and that, in which we all seen on television and movies before. This is nothing different. Um, they came up out of her own mouth, and I'm paraphrasing here this here. They told her that, do you have a problem with uh, them asking you questions about Pierce Morgan? And she says, no, I don't have a problem with it. And they're like, okay, cool. So she felt like she got blindsided by the questions that were asked by the ladies up on the talk. But you kind of should know what's going to be asked of you whenever people tell you, hey, do you think that you'll be able to talk about this person or do you have any problems with them asking you questions about such and such? Especially whenever your friend or your associate has done something of big public eye. There's no way you did not think that those questions were going to come out. So for CBS to give her the even the idea that she can get that much money is ridiculous to me. But hey, I'm not in CBS pockets. I don't have that cash. Congrats to Sharon for playing the game and getting that five to ten million. Congrats to her for that. I mean, what more else can anybody say for that? I can't blame Sharon for taking the money. I think anybody in their right mind will be taking that money. But do I think CBS should be giving her that money? No. She knew that she knew the type of question that we were going to be asked. You know it. It's like saying I'm cool 
with a buddy of mine, and my buddy does something way crazy, and people have seen me talk, seen me around his buddy so long, I see him, they notice him do something crazy. The next logical thing is, people are going to run up to me and ask me these questions. Now, do I think that it's fair for you to ask me these questions? No, but I can see it from your side of the perspective, saying you were around him a lot, or you have been notably associated with him. So it's logical for us to ask you, did you see this coming? Or do you stand with your friend in this action and such? I can see that happening. And that's what happened in this instance. Sharon knew the questions. She might have known that what type of questions, like how hard the questions might come out or, or how many times people might try to bam, 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 jump on her. And her idea of them jumping on her for what Pierce Morgan has said. But there's no way, you can't tell me that Sharon Osbourne didn't know that she was going to be questioned about Pierce Morgan. She even said out of her own mouth that some people told her, do you have a question, do you have a mind with them asking you about Pierce Morgan? But to end that topic off, congratulations to Sharon for getting either 5 to $10 million from walking away from the talk. Congrats to it. Just congrats. Now on to my next topic, Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is a lady from The Real Housewife of Lake City, Utah. That's a season that just got added on to the franchise of The Real Housewives. Um, Jen Shaw was portrayed as the villain of that season. She was deemed as a aggravating, uh, angry person. Almost in every episode, you would see her get angry and a big burst of rage would happen. And just by media and television focusing in on that and they were able to morph and pick the scenes that we want to show out on television to make her look like the villain of this platform, that's what happened. Anyway, that's the back catalog on Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw was arrested this week for fraud charges. Now, I'm not sure what fraud is. My big uh, brain idea, the big gist of it, idea is that she and a business partner of hers um, took money. It, matter of fact, I have it right here. Recently, though, she found herself at the center of a different kind of jaw-dropping drama after being arrested on Tuesday and pleading not guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering on Friday for allegedly running a nationwide telemarketing scheme with one of her associates, not associates, but assistants. And that's coming from AOL.com. And the title is Why Real Housewives star Jen Shaw Accused of Fraud Went on Reality Television, According to Experts. I have a problem with people doing wrong and then they coming on television. Just me personally, how do you go on television and you know you're doing wrong? It was It's best for you to stay out of the public eye and do wrong and have the FBI try to catch you for what you're doing instead of being a legit open target for them to look into you. I never know 
who Jen Shaw was. I don't know who these women are on Real Housewives or until something happens and then their name gets blown up on any type of ABC, CBS, NBC, uh, social media, especially Twitter. Twitter is the best place if you want to find something out. Twitter is the very best place to find anything out because everybody is going to be talking. That's like the big neighborhood, Twitter. That's what they should be to use their tagline, Twitter, the big neighborhood. Pay me if you're going to use that. That's mine. Anyway, how are you going to put details of your life on television? And Real Housewife, it gets messy and gets real uh, stupid with themselves. Whenever somebody goes on television, the first thing that people always wonder is, okay, what are they known for? Or how do they get their money? And usually, a lot of these housewives either are A, married to somebody that has money, B, come up with their own businesses, or either C, uh, is the stepwife or... Not the stepwife, but like the new wife to a celebrity or something. They're on reality television shows. Jen Shaw is married to a football coach, but like I believe an assistant coach in one in a big college. Jen Shaw, she did. Hold on, let me get it here. She did marketing for about 20 years, this was her response on the reunion show of Salt Lake City, Utah. She did marketing for 20 years, and so does her company, does advertisements, advertising. Uh, right here, she is states, my background is in direct response marketing for about 20 years, so our company does advertising. We have a platform that helps people acquire customers, so when you're shopping online or on the internet and something pops, we have the algorithm behind why you're getting served that ad. I'm not so sure what that meant. That could mean a whole lot of things. That could mean you're a uh, agency that gets people's cookies and can direct people into where you need to shop or things like that nature. That's what you could be doing. I'm not sure what any of that means. But my big whole thing is, if you're going to be doing something illegal, why are you on television? Why would you ever decide to put your life out there on TV? It makes no bit of sense. It makes no sense that, okay, I'm going to be stealing money from people and I'm going to decide to put myself on television. Not just on any television, no, on a messy franchise like The Real Housewives. And where you know you will be getting into womenly catfights, mouthing off from one, one person to another. You will be having people really trying to figure out what you do or what your husband does. I mean, Real Housewives, whole thing is, if we don't know what you're doing, we're going to dig and dig. And if we can't find them, we're going to completely just bombard your Twitter or any type of social media with, okay, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Either A, you crack, or either B, you shut off all media sites or something of that parameter happens. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is, why would you ever decide to do television if you are committing crimes? 
This is why my episode is titled, Don't Be Stupid. You don't do that. You stay underground. You don't ever like to put any type of big pressure onto you. You don't like to have the spotlight onto you. Try to be like Frank Lucas from American Gangster, literally, in the movie. If you would have saw the movie, Frank Lucas didn't want anything big, puffy, shiny, anything to put himself out there in the limelight. And you know how Frank Lucas got caught? His wife bought him a big, puffy, furry chinchilla jacket. It was big and puffy, okay? And he was supposed to go to a boxing event. He didn't want to wear it, but his wife said, put it on, it'll make me happy. And Frank Lucas did what his wife wanted him to do. He disregarded his rules that he set out for himself. Don't wear anything that puts you into the spotlight. And when he went to that boxing match, he was wearing a big puffy jacket. He was walking down to the box to like closer to the ringside seats of the boxing event. And a cop is looking and trying to figure out how does this guy get those type of seats? That leads into police start investigating. Okay, who are you and what do you do? That's what happens. That's how you get yourself locked up. As a matter of fact, earlier this week, a guy that worked for the mafia got himself locked up because he did a cooking show and the police were able to identify him as being the culprit because of his tattoos that somebody was able to pick out. Okay, he had these tattoos and then apparently you're cooking on on YouTube and these cops are able to look at your tattoos and say, okay, those are the tattoos. Grab them, book them. That's what happened this week. That's a real story, by the way. Legit. What makes you think you being on television is a good idea if you're doing something illegal? Seriously. Another case in point, Teresa uh, Judice and her husband, Joe. They did, uh, what did they do? They did, right here, I have it. This is from Peoples from 2014. Uh, they were sentenced to jail for mail, wire, and bank, uh, not bank, uh, yeah, bankruptcy fraud. Still, fraud. You're hiding money. You're hiding money from the government. Because they want to know, how'd you get this? Was this? Was that? It's Uncle Sam time. Pay us so we can get our money from you. That's what Uncle Sam does. He wants his money. If you don't give it up, guess what? The jig is up. If you don't give him the money, the jig is up. What more can you say? And the backstory, and not even the backstory, what ended up happening was Teresa Judice was sentenced to 15 months in prison, while her husband Joe was sentenced to 41 months in prison. And Teresa still to this day still sticks with the story of she knew about none of this. And do I believe Teresa? Yes. A lot of women, if you're not in the business don't know what you're signing if you have to sign something that your husband or whoever is your business partner might be working or being the head of the, of the business i can believe 100% that a business partner knows exactly nothing about what the other business partner is doing and will shove a piece of paper in front of you until you to sign it matter of fact here's a perfect example for everybody listening right now 
Whenever you get your new cell phone, and do you read your terms and conditions? Do you read your you do you read those type of things? I mean every single line of it? No, you don't. You go down, you scroll to the bottom of it, and you press OK. You click the freaking icon that says, I accept, I read and understand, I agree to the terms and conditions. But the devil's in the details of the terms and conditions, folks. What you don't know is you might be signing away. Okay, you can give away my cookies to a company that can give you money for my data, which we all know which happens. You don't know if you're selling away uh, anything. The devil's in the details of the terms and conditions. Now, do I believe that happens in a phone company? No, because somebody would already dig through that whole thing with a fine tooth and comb, especially the audience that buys the phone. Somebody, not just... The big audience, no, somebody inside this one audience would have found that uh, detrimental, that devil that's literally in the contract or the terms and condition and expose it out to the rest of the world and that would have became public news today. But that hasn't happened. But I believe that a business partner can not know what the other business partner is doing. But that's me just sidetracking here. Jen Shaw is being a they get arrested for fraud and she was uh released on one million dollars uh her bond was one million dollar bond but she was required to uh secure two hundred fifty thousand in cash or property now I'm thinking that you have to put up uh something that's worth $250,000 if you don't have the cash for it. But if you have the cash, you could pay $250,000 out and you'll get out and people say you were released on your bond of a million dollars. I don't know how bond usually works. Bond is a real uh, flaky thing to me. When I think of bond and they tell you that, okay, you have a $10 million bond and somehow somebody will say that, okay, they pay like a million or something and that person's out. People will say, who, who paid that $10 million bond? The audience will be trying to figure that out. But somebody that knows the law will have to explain to the audience they didn't put up $10 million. They put up a percentage. That percentage counted towards that $10 million. The court never really means for them to pay the whole $10 million or something like that. It all depends by every uh, court system or every state or whatever court you go to. That's my understanding of it. But the point being is this, getting back to why would you ever do anything so stupid like this? If you're doing something foul and dirty, you keep yourself underneath the radar. You don't put yourself into the spotlight. You don't step out and ta-da, I'm into the spotlight. Here's me. Here's me. Look at me. Look at me. What imbecile does that? And I say imbecile because, yes, that is an imbecilic thing to do. Speaking of, I'm not going to call this man an imbecile because he planned a lot of time to do this. Little Nas X with the satanic shoes. Now, as everybody should know or don't know, Little Nas X had a music video out last week. And I never saw the music video because... 
one, it had imagery of the devil and hell and everything else. I don't really rock with that type of thinking. I don't like it. It's not for me. Um, but he released a shoe and it was a satanic shoe. It was a black, like Nike looking shoe. No, it was a black shoe. It was a black Nike shoe, but it wasn't affiliated, like officially licensed by Nike. But um, it had satanic, it had the little Satan, uh, satanic known circle symbol, the circle with the star in the, in the middle on the shoe. It had uh, blood in the shoe, which I personally don't know how you can even do that. But like I said, Little Nas X put a lot of time into it, and this proves it right here. They only had 666 pairs of that shoe. And if you don't know what 666 is, six is, that is the mark of the devil, the mark of the beast, if you will, for uh the Bible. And um if you're marked of the devil, that means you're going to the bad place. That's what has been uh said and written in the Bible. But getting back to my point here, little Nas X put a whole lot of time into this and a whole lot of marketing in his mind, I believe, that he did for this. And it shows. I mean, it's a black and red devil-themed shoe. And it has the Nike uh, logo on it. So it gives that shoe some kind of uh, verification, some credibility for Little Nas X. But it wasn't an official Nike shoe. Instead, it was a mischief product uh shoe they took some nike black shoes and they were able to redesign it and give it that devil uh satanic look the way that little nas x wanted to help him promote for his uh music video and afterwards so he can generate more money into him and each shoe well each pair cost one thousand one one thousand and eighteen dollars each now I'm going to have to give you how much he in profit value that would be. Hold on one second. Altogether, since the shoes did get sold out, that's $677,988. Now, I'm not sure how much the shipping and handling was for all these shoes to be shipped out. So you can roughly say about a good $700,000 in profit mischief and little Nas X got off this uh, shoe. But Nike did slap him with a uh, cease and desist type deal for mischief. And people were booing Nike for doing this to a for, to mischief. And you know what? To be honest with you. No, 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 no. Uh, right here. It says a federal judge on Thursday sided with Nike in ordering a Brooklyn company to temporarily stop further sales of the Satan shoes it produced in collaboration with the rapper Little Nas X. Uh, <laughs> listen to me right now. Um, oh, and I forgot to say this. It even had a Bible scripture, Luke 10 and 18. And it's basically saying that when the devil uh, fell from heaven and landed on the earth, apparently, or went below the earth. Either way, what I'm getting at is this. People were giving Nike a hard time because why are you slapping this company with customizing your shoes? I mean, people customize Nikes every day. You can look on the internet and see people customizing Nikes and 
uh, reselling Nikes that were customized this and customized that of Nike pair of shoes. What? Let me explain to you all why this is a big deal. Why Nike slapped this company with it. One word and one word only. Satan. Satan. Satan is the big evil at the end of the day. You understand? And let me break this down for you more. When you die, we don't know where we're headed. People, Certain people say we're just matter. We're just dust in the wind. There is no nothing after, after living on this planet. It's just nothing but black. You become nothing. You are nothing. Okay? Certain people that are uh, Christian-based or believe in the Bible, you believe there's two outcomes. Either A, you go to heaven, or either B, you go to, well, fiery pits where you get tortured forever, and forever is a long time. It never ends. So basically, you're going to be there constantly in a constant, constant thing. And certain people do believe there's just, well, there's another outcome. There's three outcomes. There's heaven, there's the fiery pits, and then there's purgatory. Purgatory is you're in the middle. You're just stuck in the middle. You, you're not in, like, all godly sense of you're in heaven where it's nothing but flowing goodness and all this and all that. You're not in the fiery pits of uh, anguish and torture every day. You're just in the middle. You're in a place that is just, you're just there. not A place of nothingness. Now, whatever you subscribe to, you subscribe to. I'm not here to justify or try to persuade you into any ideology. But the big thing is Satan. That's the reason why Nike slapped this company mischief with a cease and desist and the further stop selling of the shoes. Either Anyway, by the way, side note here, the shoes got sold out within an, a minute. So I'm not sure how this is going to work for them. But anyway, get back to my bigger point. <sighs> Nobody, well, there's certain people that are Satanists, and I'm not going to go into the background on what that means because before I... Uh, I was going to do some research on it, but I thought, you know what? That ain't even for me, Chief. I'm not even going to try to even lie about it to these to my audience here. Satan is a big no-no in America. And a big no-no personally around the world. Christianity is, Christianity is still the number one religion in the world. And for you to sell a shoe that represents Satan and to have a company that is uh, pseudo-related to this shoe, a.k.a. Nike as the pseudo-company, that gives Nike a bad rep. It's called guilty by association. If Nike never said anything about it, People would think, okay, Nike is cool with them using this, so Nike is cool with the devil. That's why Nike slapped Little Nas X in mischief with a cease and desist and furthermore. Not just because you're using the Nike swoosh. Yes, that's a big part because you are putting our logo, our brand, our name with something that we don't believe in. 
that is something that their Nike is not going to do. Nike doesn't believe in that. So what I would suggest to anybody is if you're going to try to use the Nike swoosh, one, don't do it. Or two, go and try to email Nike before you do any of this thing. Yes, you might say, well, Joe, Nike might not look at me. Hey, put it out there into the universe. Why not? Just email them. What more do you got to lose? You're already not using a logo. You already have the idea of wanting to use the logo. It's never a no until you ask somebody. It's always going to, matter of fact, it's never a yes until you ask them. It's always a resounding no. That's the, that is the paraphrase. That's the thing I want to get out here to you. If you're going to use a company's situation, ask them. Don't just assume they're always going to say no. Yes, it's a resounding time. They're going to say no, but you never know until you ask. You always know it's going to be a no because you didn't ask. You never know it's going to be a yes until you do ask. So that's sidebarding, sidebarding off of this conversation. You cannot associate a brand if it has so much credibility with the devil. Nike wouldn't allow that. If you try to do that with Adidas, Adidas would have slapped him with it. You would try to do a Reebok, a Reebok would have slapped him with it. I believe if you would have did that with an unknown shoe that's trying to get up and running, I believe you have a better shot of getting some success. And also, you would have further out that shoe company's name into the lights. People would have asked that shoe company, okay, do you represent, uh, do you rock with the devil? And the CEO would have said, no, this was an incredible business opportunity for us to get our name out there. So we took it. And you know what? A lot of people would have rocked with that for saying, okay, cool. We understand why he did it. And we understand that he doesn't rock with it, but we understand why he did do this. He did it so his company could grow out of the dirt. You can't do that with an already established company. An established company will not rock with the devil. But an unknown company, you have a better shot with it because they're willing and they want to get their name out there into the media. So yet again, don't be stupid. Just think about it. Just think, what if I get an unknown? And let's see if we can get my name attached with this unknown. And let's see what we can do. That's what Little Lies X should have done. And people might be thinking, well, Joe, that's easier said than done. I mean, my man replied to somebody, hey, he spent nine months thinking of this and researching and everything else. I'm pretty sure he could have got an unknown shoe company to rock with Little Nas X. Little Nas X's name had bring some credibility to anybody because the Old Town Road is the most uh, celebrated song in all of history. It's been solidified. What more else do you need behind your name? Little Nas X shining to a shoe company would have done wonders for that shoe. That's all I got to say for that topic. Don't be stupid, ladies and gentlemen. That was the topic of today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and let me know if you did enjoy it. Let me know if you didn't like what I said. Matter of fact, that's the way, that's the way how you can engage with me. Let me give you my social media links so you can engage with me, and let me know what you felt about my two cents on any topic, and it goes as follows. On Twitter, you can reach me at my, at my two podcast. Again, 
It's at my two podcast or Instagram is my two cents podcast G2. Again, on Instagram is my two cents podcast G2. And for anybody that wants to sponsor this podcast or point me in a direction for a sponsorship deal, or if you just want to talk to me about, well, how I can make this podcast better. My business email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com. Again, it's my two cents podcast, not podcast, my two cents pod at yahoo.com. I want to say thank you for listening to my episode. Listening to this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are slowly but surely reaching the end of this whole thing. But yet again, do as what needs to be done. Wear your mask. Stay within the six feet range of each other. I know it's kind of seeming like everybody's getting back to normal, like business is getting back. Don't get fooled by this. COVID is still out here wrecking shop. Just because you got that vaccine, that doesn't mean you got to throw that mask off your face. Keep it on your face. Continue doing what you were doing before. Again, continue doing what you were doing before. Do what your state's and local uh, people tell you to do, as in wear a mask. If they tell you don't wear it, for the love of God, wear it. Just for extra protection for you and yours. Um, on that nature, uh, this is a farewell. This is until you hear the sweet voice again. Uh, be courteous. Be nice. For the love of God, be nice. Have a great week. You'll hear me again on a, this sat this not this Saturday next Sunday when I talk to you guys and for my wrestling heads you'll hear me on a Monday because I will be giving you guys the reviews of WrestleMania and all the takeovers that happen on this week's this week coming. So until then I have been Joe Garrett aka G2 and I have presented my two cents podcast and with that Bye-bye, ta-ta, farewell, have a great day, and have a beautiful week. And for my people on spring break, please be careful, be safe, and for the love of God, come back to your destination in one piece. Thank you. This has been My Two Cents Podcast, presented by G2, and good day. I'm tired, you tired, Jesus wept.